every every one a little bit better than the last. And do you practice, you said, every day? You know, but I, I like to practice every one at least like four to five times. And you can only really practice once a day. So it's not every day. Because if it was every day, I would just be worn out. Uh, yeah. But because it takes a lot of energy. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really like really practicing because that is just it's not a natural thing for me and i have to go hard to to get to get better that's just the only way to do it so question just out of curiosity do you get nervous before you speak to large groups um not as much as i used to uh it has been getting less and less and uh i've really tried to reframe it in that it's not about me yeah (laughs) and once you realize it's not about you right uh it gets a little easier which is nice like this is not yeah i'm not here to sound smart i'm not here it's not the aaron show this is about me taking my experiences from contractors around the world and putting it into a helpful package to hopefully give these people something to take away from this room and implement within their businesses to make their people their workforce better Yeah. I was super nervous about doing any type of podcasting or speaking, uh, you know, before last year, but repetition, uh, helps you get over that. So I can only imagine that with as much as you spoke last year, it's only helped, uh, you kind of get over that. Yeah. But even, man, it's like, I remember my dad talking about how many times he spoke. He said he spoke over 500 times later in his career. And I was thinking, I think I did 15 or 16 speaking gigs last year, which is a lot. I I, I, will, I really dove into the deep end, I felt like, last year. And because I, I'm, it's not my job. Like, I'm, I'm not a speaker. That's not, that's not my gig. And it's kind of weird for me because it's like, I, mm, it feels, it feels a little wishy-washy because it's like, I don't have, you know, I'm a young kid. I don't want to be up there like, I know this, I know that, listen to me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really spent a lot of time on it last year and I did it 15 times and it was like, he said he did it 500 times. <laughs> that's Shoot. A lot. Like that's a lot. And you can, you know, you can only do it so much and, and you have yeah. to do it with an audience. It's, it's just, um, yeah, I, I, I but I, I, I love it. I'm enjoying it. I think something though that you're doing is you're offering perspective that's generating additional conversations. You're yes. planting seeds new thoughts, new ideas, you're representing this next generation. And it's, it's, it's forcing organizations and people to kind of think differently and, and really start to ask themselves about where we are as an industry, where we are as a society, where are we going? What direction? What does this look like? How does this impact me? How does this impact our organization? And I think that that, you know, is not just to, to stoke the fire, but it's truly to think about how we make the dirt world a better place. Yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, all right. So this, this podcast episode, I am treating Monday episodes like our playground, the dirt talk podcast playground. And, okay. you know, some days we're going to go down the slide and some days we're going to go and maybe hang out in the swing. Some days we're going to go check, test out the monkey bars. Maybe we're going to do all sorts of different things. I don't know, but <laughs> I tried to think, you know, what, what are different things that we could do to play around with? And we have a lot going on in our business every day. And one of the biggest questions I'm asked is what, what do you do? How do you make money? How, how do you pay for all this travel? And, and a lot of people 
still think rightly so because i don't do a very good job of telling this story ironically uh still think build was just me uh just kind of hanging out traveling the world and they don't get it they're like what well, how does this work um and i try to explain it from time to time but i thought you know what we do these internal podcasts and we've done them for a long time. We stopped a little bit. Now you and I are doing them again. Why don't we do basically what is on the internal podcast, but publish it externally just to give people uh, a look inside a BuildWit. Here's what's going on at the company. If you're interested, cool. Listen, if you're not interested, cool. Don't listen, but this is what's going on. Here's what we screwed up. Here's what we're doing well. Here's what's on our mind. No real format. No real structure, just welcome to Buildwood. I love it. I'm just, what's funny is, is I really had no idea what the format, what the structure was. So the audience just found out at the same time I did. So yes, That's, this is, it's uh, intentional. It's intentional. I'm so glad to be prepared. You know, as a person who has prided themselves on over preparing for just about anything and everything that I do, this format fits my personality extremely well. Well, to give to start giving people a look inside of the business, this year we all need to focus. And uh, we're all very busy, starting with you, me, Dan, Kara, Randy. I mean, the whole organization, everybody at the business. And we got to focus. So if I'm telling you what we're going to be doing and talking about, I know you're going to go off and prepare, but I don't, I don't want you going off and preparing for this podcast. <laughs> I want you selling and doing what you do and yeah. focusing because this is my job to, to worry about. Um, but to give people some insight, Jason, he, uh, you were on the Dirt Talk podcast and we told your story on the Dirt Talk podcast. And so if people search your name, Jason Richmond, they can find that episode and listen to that episode. Um, but we found him at a big materials company in the Midwest that he'd worked for since your, you began your career in business development. We lured him over here to go help make the dirt world a better place. And you've been here for two years now, right? Yeah, two years. And your title is COO, which, I mean, I feel like our titles like on the ELT level are just kind of made up. Like, yeah. I don't think any of us really care. And I don't no. know if any of our titles really align with what we do, <laughs> but you're whatever it takes. Yeah. Your, your area of focus is, is sales. So you're leading the sales team, which is really exciting. And then you help support the creative team, which is the build a creative business, the, the legacy business that I began six years ago when I bought my first camera and started taking pictures. Yeah, totally. Uh, absolutely love what I'm doing. Sales, business development. Um, it, it, it's kind of in my heart, like business development. That's what I love doing is like just figuring out how we can help serve and support people. Uh, and if we have a product or service within our uh, ecosystem, great. We position that. If not, we try to help make, you know, strategic recommendations to, um, to help serve that, that person. Uh, but yeah, love sales and ops is kind of where I'm at and uh, having an absolute blast. Yeah. And so the, the way it works is I do something called influence. And that is basically using storytelling and social media to reach as many people as we can to get, get the story out about the dirt world. Uh, and the dirt world is not just earth moving. It's power, it's water, it's sewer, it's roads, it's bridges. It's, it's any critical infrastructure, gas, uh, and it's natural resources, mining, is a huge piece as well. It's really what makes the world go round. So get the word out about the dirt world. 
which hopefully attracts more people to the industry, solves that big challenge, which is workforce. And the more value we can create, the better our business does and more it grows. And so typically through influence, people have been following along, uh, whether they're in the field or decision makers, following along on, on LinkedIn or listen to the podcast or lurk on their <laughs> husband or wife's Instagram profile, just looking at my stuff every night in bed. Cause I know that happens. I know you're out there. Um, and then one day they say, all right, I, you know, we have this workforce challenge that we're struggling with. We're going to call BuildWit to figure out what the heck they do and how they can help us. And that's when they reach out. Typically it's typically inbound is, is how it's, it was what the title for it. People seeing our stuff and coming to us. And then we have that conversation, which is in your realm of sales. And so if I'm a construction company struggling for workforce and I come to build with, what are the avenues that I have to explore? Yeah. So, um, you know, first we're just going to ask a lot of questions, build the relationship, really try to understand who they are and what they do, where they're from, what are they struggling with? Ask a bunch of questions, go through some discovery, trying to just get, you know, a real good understanding of their business goals and objectives. And to your point of, you know, as they're thinking about, you know, how they're going to solve workforce or whatnot, you know, a lot of times that falls into, well, let's look at, you know, how are you positioning yourself? How are you messaging? What is your, what is your story that you're telling? What is the, what are your, in, what's the feeling mission, vision values within your organization? So from an internal standpoint, is there a sense of pride? Is there a sense of, you know, kind of knowing how, how people are representing you? And, and we go through that and figure out, can our creative team, you know, come in and help, you know, retell that story, whether it's the rebrand or a refresh uh, and work on verbal and visual identity, uh, do some photography, videography, figure out your, your, your story and your messaging, and then think through those digital outlets, whether it's, you know, website, social media, paid ads, et cetera, to really get your story out there. Uh, because as you're trying to either grow your business or find people to come and work for you, if your digital footprint does not match what you're saying and they can't figure it out and it's misaligned, then there's just no trust. Yeah. And, and, and like not to interrupt you, but, uh, you know, say I want to go work for a construction company. I'm going to Google that construction company. I'm going to go to their website. I'm going to have a bunch of questions in my head that I want answers to. And I don't know if you've been to a construction company website recently, but most of them are a little rough, a little, uh, dry, uh, last updated in 2008. Uh, and so in, you know, in the modern era, you need to answer questions. You need to show who your people are, what you do, why you do it. Who am I going to work for? Who's leadership? How'd this company start? I want to learn as much about the company as I can. And that's what that creative group really helps with. Yeah, totally. And very people centric, you know, people do business with people and, uh, so really trying to get to the heart of the organization, like what is it really like and making sure that, you know, that culture and that vibe and that experience, you know, comes out of whatever it is that we're, we're creating, whether it's a campaign or, or a website or a social, it's, it's, it's making sure that the heart of the business is, is really displayed, uh, and understood so that when people are making decisions, they're, they're, they're making decisions, um, you know, that that really matters. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, we've worked, I don't know, probably with a hundred plus companies on that front. It's not 
it's not a huge volume because they're bigger projects, more in-depth. We're, we're doing workshops with their leadership teams. We're flying out to their office and sitting the founder of the business down and all the leaders down. And we're going out and talking to the people in the field and we're, we're shooting at different sites, photos and videos. And, and it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty involved process typically. Totally. Yeah. Um, and then we have the training front. So then that's, that's when we get into software, which has been in play for almost two years now. Not quite right. Yeah. I think it's two years, May, two years in May. Yeah. So we're still ways off actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, I guess explain that. Yeah. So build with training, it's, uh, you know, micro learning. So three to five minutes at a time, lessons, courses, learning plans, uh, really looking at soft skills and hard skills, everything from, you know, conflict resolution, um, how to communicate effectively all the way down to how to do a walk around on a skid steer. And, you know, whether it's your first 90 days on a job or you've been out there for nine years, it's that daily training. It's that daily you know, practice, uh, that, that build with training comes, it's field focus, field first come shows up on your phone every day. You get to watch it. Some things that we talk about a lot is, you know, you can watch the video, almost use it as a toolbox talk, uh, so that the crew is kind of standing around. All right. What video did we watch yesterday or, or this morning? And, uh, how, how could we have done something better in the past or how can we, what are we doing today and how can we apply that principle today? So, um, it's really about those daily habits that are going to impact behavior and encourage, you know, really good conversations, um, to really make people safer, better, smarter, faster. Yeah. And that, uh, we've done a lot of learning on that front because we had never been a software company before we started making software and we really got into software because it's, it's scalable. So the creative business, it's, it's, it's really deep impact, but you can only do so much of it because it's so labor intensive and you can't just copy paste the same website to every construction company. Everybody's different. Every story is different. You got to figure out what that really is, get into the weeds on it. But with training, you know, communications, communication, whether you're on a job site in Seattle or you're on a job site in Orlando, a skid steer is a skid steer. And there's so much to the industry that is, is basic knowledge that used to be picked up naturally that is not taught uh, or, or trained upon at all nowadays, like simple things on how to read a tape measure. I was never taught that growing up. And so when I started in construction, I needed to learn how a tape measure works because it's intense. It's not inches. Whoa. Why is it intense? What the hell is a 10th? How do I read some plans and what's a scale? Uh, and so the software has allowed us to impact a lot more people uh, and a lot more companies. So I feel like now we're approaching, not quite there yet, but you know, we went from 30 customers to hundreds of customers with software and we're really just getting going on the software. I feel like we're really just starting to figure out here's how the product works. And then here's what's next for the product, which is what I think is the most exciting thing is because you can just keep building, 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 building and changing and adjusting. And, and it's always morphing into something better and better and better. Yeah. The, the software product itself is good. The user experience is good. May not be great, but it's good. Um, 
The real secret sauce though, to me anyways, and I'm maybe a little biased, but it's, it's the content. It's, yeah. you know, when you look at BuildWit having over 1500 videos that we've, we've created ourselves, knowing that they're educational, inspirational, um, and entertaining, you know, like we've talked about it before, like, you know, old training is just boring and nobody wants to watch it. And yeah people aren't paying attention, but when you're three to five minutes and you hit those three categories, the content is just really good. And, and, and that's really what's separating us from a lot of the other. Yeah. And it, it used to be a lot of us, but now it's less and less us. Like as we speak, we have a team our our whole training team doing a week of shooting with John Deere at their facility in Arizona, which is Awesome. So cool. to, yeah. To, to have a, an agreement like that with an OEM to say, yeah, use our facility, use our equipment, use our product experts, and let's teach about articulated trucks and how to load trucks effectively and all sorts of different things. So it's amazing. Um, even, you know, I, I get on there we're, because we're training with it within our business right now as well. And I get on there and, you know, there's U-Turn Health talking about substance abuse and a lot of the things that it was a three minute video, but a lot of the things said were like, whoa, I didn't know it was that big of a problem. This is, this is substantial. Or you get on and it's Will from First Form talking about, hey, here, here's an example of, of a meal that you should have and, and you need protein with it. And how do you measure out how much protein you need? Well, if you think about it like this and it's so, it's so tactical, so helpful. And even if I know this stuff, I'm thinking, oh, this is actually this is helpful. And, and, and even if, you know, I'm not learning how a skid steer works because I am very knowledgeable about skid steers. <laughs> uh, you know, now, now, now me, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, that's how to teach others how a skid steer works. And you know what? Yeah. It's, it's second nature to me, but maybe some people on my job site don't really know how a skid steer works. Uh, yeah. if they've never been around them, how do they know how they work? I don't know. Um, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of pain and suffering to get into software as well, <laughs> but I'm so grateful at this point that we've done it because it's allowed us to impact so many people and we're really just getting going on that front. I mean, once yeah. we can really figure this thing out and how to scale it, it is about to get Awesome. And one of the things that I love too, you know, starting on a shovel, working in, you know, coming up in the field and whatnot, it was, you know, I got a lot of just like watching and trial and error and, and getting made fun of along the way of, of, of failing, you know, which is fine. It's kind of a part of the process. I get it. But had I had a tool like this, I could have worked ahead or I could have watched other things or I could have showed up and asked better questions. Like, yeah. you know, I, right when I, I can go back to when I started, it's like, I didn't even know what to ask. But if I can now watch this content, watch the training, see what's going on, and I can show up and, and talk with a foreman or a superintendent and say, hey, I was watching BuildWit training. I skipped ahead a little bit. I was looking over here at this thing. I'm, I'm really not understanding this. Can you can you help talk to me about that? I mean, like that to me is really such a cool thing is it, from a user experience standpoint that people can just be in that learn and grow mode um, and, and really just trying to add value to their crew or to their teams. Yeah, I think back to when I started out, you know, 18 years old, pipe crew, didn't know shit about <laughs> anything. And I remember, you know, once you get a few weeks in, they start to trust you with different things. And uh, I started to have to use the cutoff saw. And uh, 
you know, you get the cutoff saw out of the back of the truck. I didn't even know how to start the damn thing. And you feel like an asshole. You just feel so stupid because now you have to go ask someone how to how to even start the saw. And and they're not going to sit there and look at you like, oh, 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 I, oh, yeah, you don't know how to do this. Let me take some time and really walk you through this. It's not like that at all. They're, you're an inconvenience. You feel like an idiot. You just <laughs> you can't even do what you needed to do because you don't even know how the damn tool works. But if I can go search how... Uh, uh, you know, cutoff saw, how a concrete saw, quickie saw works and watch a video on, oh, okay. So there's this little bubble and I have to press it to kind of get the fuel going. And then you have to hit this switch on this model. Maybe my model is different, but you got to hit the switch so that you can start the damn thing. And then you're going to have to pull it a few times. And it's, it sounds, uh, people listening to this are probably like, yeah, you, you fucking idiot. You don't know how a, a basic gas powered tool works. Like no, I didn't know how to basic gas powered tool works because growing up, I didn't have gas powered tools. We didn't need any. I didn't, I didn't have a weed whacker. I didn't have a, a chainsaw. I didn't have anything. And so having a, a, a platform like that is to me really cool because I know if I, you know, going back to where I started out and I only was in this industry briefly, but even the time I was in it, it would have been so cool to have because I think I could have been a lot better for those around me. And and it's not, we're not telling people this is saving you seat time and this is the 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 easy button. It's not. It's just helping a little bit provide those those building blocks that I think are absent most of the time. Yeah, and doesn't replace one on one coaching or or team training or you know anything like that. It's just it's it's a quick, easy access to continue education and training, uh, you know, around, you know, things that are happening in the dirt world. Yeah. So, um, we can help companies tell their story. We can help them train their people more effectively. Is there anything else? Yeah, hundred percent. We have, uh, you know, so build with jobs, you know, is something that we rolled out last October and it's going to take a little while for it to really mature as a, you know, as a, as a product and a tool, it's there, uh, yeah. it exists. People can go to it. You know, if you're, I, this is what I tell people a lot of times. I'm like, people reach out to us all the time and say, Hey, I love what you're saying. I'm following you on social. I'm following Aaron. I'm listening to the dirt talk. I'm very interested in coming into the industry. Where do I go? And to, to help them, like we want to help them. It feels good to say, Oh man, that's great. Like this is the problem that we're trying to solve but it's very taxing. It takes a lot of time. They're just, oh, what's your phone number? What's your email? Oh, let me figure out who, where are you from? How do I make that connection? And then you got to one-on-one to make sure that connection happens. Then you feel a responsibility. Did they get a job? Did they not get a job? So it's like, Hey, we need a faster, better solution. That's for the dirt world by the dirt world. That is a niche place that, that people who are interested in coming in can build a profile put their resume on companies who are hiring can post jobs. And at the end of the day, hopefully it, it starts to play matchmaker and, yeah. and it helps to solve the problem. Now it, it's, it's going to need time to mature and to grow, but it's, it's definitely a product that we're very excited about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then finally, I don't know if it was you and Dan, I don't, I don't know how it works, but beginning of last year, you know, Dan January. come, yeah, January. Dan comes to the table and says, "You know what? We should have a giant industry event." And I say, "No, 
no, we shouldn't have a giant industry event because we just got our asses kicked last year and I want to focus. I just want to figure out the basics this year and then, all right, maybe we can talk about it next year. But uh, the business case was presented. It was good enough. So we said, why don't we have uh, an event and why don't we not just have an event, but have 800 people there was our goal. And we missed our goal. We only got 750 construction executives, dirt world executives to show up. But by all accounts, <laughs> it was one hell of a win. Um, and that was really focused on, on leadership, workforce development. All right, cool. You know, we're, we're getting people in the door. We're, we're, we're getting them hired. You know, we're attracting them. We're hiring them. We're training them. How do we keep them? How do we keep them? And the answer to a lot of that is is leadership. Yeah, it's pay. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of other things that need to be there, but but leadership, man. And that's one of the biggest reasons why people leave construction companies is they uh they hate who they have to report to. They're they're an asshole, whatever it is. They're just a bad leader or just a non-existent leader. And so we thought how could we build an event that isn't the same tired conversation? That isn't poor me. That is all about how do we as individuals be better for the people that we serve out in the field, actually making it happen. And it was awesome. It was awesome. And we're doing it again this year. Yeah, it was incredible. You know, I've been in the industry for a long time, been to a lot of different events, uh, just huge sense of pride and one pulling it off and, you know, an eight month span, it was, took, took a lot of people and just super grateful and blessed that, those 750 and the 36 sponsors believed in us. And, you know, last year we were selling a vision of, Hey man, we think this is going to be incredible. Trust us. And so it was a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, this year uh, it's fun because we've got all of the photography, videography, we've got some great videos. And so the conversations are much different this year. It's like a, yeah, I saw it on social. I wish I would have been there. I wish, you know, and, and now we've got these, this beautiful story to tell. And so the, it's a little easier this year, still going to have to grind because we've got bigger goals and yeah. uh, whatnot, but uh, it's going to be an incredible event. It's still definitely going to be a grind, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, a lot of uh, companies too, last year, we talked to one of them last week, multi-billion dollar contractor, very well known. And they said, you know, uh, you know, we were telling them about the dirt world summit these two executives there. And, uh, because I don't want to assume anybody knows what the hell's going on. He's, oh, they're like, oh yeah, no, we, we know about that. And we, we sent some scouts and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and we, we, you know, we sent some scouts on the first year to just see how it was because, and I, I really respect their perspective was like, we're not, we're not just sending our people to anything. We want to make sure that it's, it's the right message for our culture and our business. And I, ton of respect for something like that. So we kind of jokingly, you know, Hey, what was the report from the scouts? And they said it was, it was really positive. And so I think a lot of companies last year, you know, that this is a world built on trust. And I, you know, the first two years, especially, uh, you know, bow in a China shop approach was, was my strategy, which, which, got me in the door, got me into the China shop, but didn't get me very far in the China shop. Didn't make a lot of progress. Um, and I've realized it's 
largely just a matter of time and, and building trust. And so we've been doing it for six years and we still have a long ways to go to build that trust. But I think after six years, people, you know, leaders like this seeing the, you know, we don't always get it right, but seeing the ex consistent effort to really make a difference, to really pull the industry together, to really just help in any way we can is going really far. And I think that's going to make this event way bigger than last year's because we have proven ourselves in some way. And I think a lot of these companies want to be a part of that. Yeah. I think something that you said, they're pulling people together is something that we should really expand upon. You know, it's anytime that there has ever been a, a funding challenge in the dirt world or a safety challenge or, you know, insert other challenge. A lot of times the industry will unite around the challenge and, and do whatever it takes to, to overcome the challenge. And, you know, we, we've continued to see the numbers and it was like this far off number of like some, sometime down the road, we're going to need X number of, you know, people, right. Um, to, to come into the workforce. Well, it's here, it's now. And so uniting around this, this leadership and workforce development is about why do we say leadership? It's like, well, if you're waiting for somebody to solve the problem for you, you're probably going to be waiting for a long time. And you really start to solve the, the workforce development problem by starting with you. It's like, I need to take a hard look in the mirror. What can I do? What can I do to serve the people that are in my care better? And so that they, they love what they do. We create places where people want to be and they start to help telling their friends and their family and others saying this dirt world is an incredible place to build and raise, uh, you know, a family and your career and, uh, just such a great opportunity. So that's really what this is about is let's unite as an industry and figure out how to overcome this workforce challenge. Yeah. And that's, I think really become our business model in a sense of how do we just bring people together and, and if we can become that middle ground and that glue between contractors and the next generation and suppliers and project owners and general public and other stakeholders in what it is the dirt world does. That's a, that's a needed role, a valuable role. And that's a role we can definitely build a business in as well. But we're, you know, our business is growing because we're solving real problems and better positioning ourselves. So that's, that's really the core of it is it's, it's all about this workforce challenge is, is what our business is built on. And we're helping address it by attracting people through storytelling, by uh, getting people hired through jobs platform or paid ads, training people through the build with training platform, and then retaining those people, keeping those people through uh, the dirt world area, dirt world summit, and some of the other stuff we're doing from a workshop standpoint. And I don't know what's next. I don't know what the next few years hold, but that's the program so far. And uh, I've never felt better about it. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And I, you know, the past few years have been a grind in a lot of ways. We've, mm -hmm. we've turned over a lot of people for all different reasons. Uh, we've just been so close on money too many times to count now. Um, we've had investment hoops that we've had to jump through, <clears throat> but going into this year, it's for the first time in a while, I'm like really stoked about every Monday. Like, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another shot to just give her. And, uh, that's what we're doing. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's just important. You know, I started January of 2022 and we were investing in new product and, and growing and br brought a lot of people on and, you know, heavy capital, heavy capital that we were investing. Yeah. It w that wasn't sustainable. So, you know, made some pivots, made some changes, really, you know, reduced cash burn significantly last year. And hopefully, you know, this year we've got the right product mix, the right service mix that we can really become, you know, a business. Um, we took a big swing last year with the summit. Uh, big investment, big risk, right? A couple million dollar product and, yeah. uh, you know, lots of big names, big speakers, <clears throat> hotel, lots of commitment, uh, big, you know, big ticket price, but you know, Hey, we learned from it. We, we, we did well, we could always do better this year. I'm really excited because we have tiered pricing on those tickets. So cheaper if you buy early. Um, and, um, so I, I think that we just, that's the one thing I love about working at Buildwood is. We, we're constantly learning and growing. We're, we're self-evaluating and we're challenging ourselves and trying to put ourselves in the dirt world shoes and thinking about how can we be, how can we be better? And, you know, it's one of the reasons why we leaned into these, these, uh, these workshops that we're going to do now at first form and then later on in the year over at Knife River. And you know, yeah. we haven't even really leaned into that conversation yet, but man, I am super excited about, you know, the workshop that we're going to have, uh, uh, coming up uh, here in, in, in February 27, 8, and 9 at, at First Form's office. I think it's just going to be an absolute incredible experience. Yeah, and I, I think the the success of the first summit last year shows the appetite and the desire to just get together as an industry and get with like-minded people in the dirt world that are thinking about the future, mm -hmm. not talking about the past. You know, there's a lot of people talking about the good old days and that's awesome. I, you know, I wish I w went through the good old days in a lot of ways. I wish, yeah, I wish there was still beer on job sites, man. Like, wouldn't that be a sight to see? I would, I would love to see how that worked out. Um, but it's not the good old days anymore. We're not going back to the good old days. We're going to what I think is an even better time because it's a time in which we have to really consider uh, the workforce in a more holistic manner, which I think, again, is awesome. I think everybody wins if we take better care of people in the dirt world. And so they can, they can perform better. They can earn more. Companies can build better work. The public gets a better product. I think it's a win-win-win all the way around. Um, and I think the one comment out of the summit last year was that there was just this energy around this, this event. Like, what, what was that? And it's because we had all the early adopters, all the forward-thinking people, the, the, the leadership that's going to carry this industry into that next generation. They were there, yeah. and they're excited to be there. Yeah. And it's just a different mentality. You know, I've been to a lot of industry events and some of them are a little, a little bit of a bummer because yeah. it's just like, why isn't everybody excited, man? This is what, what, what's going on here is cool. This industry is amazing and we should be proud about it. We should be excited. We should be thinking and talking about the future. Uh, and especially me as a young person, young, young, young leader, you know, next generation, I'm thinking about what's next and, and to be with 700 plus people that are thinking about what's next is yeah. the coolest thing, the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, totally. Um, there was no check the box. No, no, Zero. 
No. Yeah. No, I feel like there's a lot of events out there. People just go to them every year because they go to them every year. <laughs> and and it's like, yeah, you know, we were there. Yeah, we sponsored that. And we didn't have any of that because we got to start from a blank slate, which was awesome. So we just got people that yeah. wanted to be there, which was well, so and, cool. And, and to that point, you know, Ariat came in last year in a big way. They, they took a big swing, Huge. title sponsor, super grateful for that relationship. Uh, they had an incredible exhibit space of the 279 companies that were represented there, you know, one thing to remember is 94 companies signed up for Ariat crew. Yeah. And so it's to that point of early adopters, like they're, they're there hungry and thirsty for how do we do things better? How do we do things different? What are the strategic partnerships? Who are the partners, the vendors? Like, what can I do to make my place better? How can I improve my organization for my people? What are the things that I can do to improve my brand, to improve, you know, the, the workforce, to improve my leadership. And so it was really cool to see people not only just, just saying that they're an early adopter, but actually taking action, you know, in that. The area crew thing is a cool example because, you know, we didn't, I didn't just want to take a bunch of money from sponsors and, uh, thanks for the check. Cool. And then put your name up on the banner and say, you know, good to go. We, Again, because of whatever it is that we've created, we had those companies that really want to help come on board. And so Ariat, they have this amazing program and it, it helps uh, you more effectively brand their apparel for your people. And I think branded company, branded apparel is a big deal. I think that helps build pride. I think that really helps uh, people belong, uh, create a sense of belonging. I think it, it, it is an amazing thing all around. And I wish more companies did it because I think it's a very powerful tool. It's not the magic potion, but it is, I think a very, very big deal and companies know that. And so it's, we have this great resource that is area in their crew program. And then we have a lot of companies asking, how do we do better for our people? Oh, cool. We can offer them branded apparel very easily with a, from a great company, sign us up. And they signed up in droves and area wins, the company wins all the people at those companies that now have great apparel win. everybody wins. We win. Everybody wins. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I never knew hats and hoodies were so important, but when you're in construction in the dirt world and you get a hat or a hoodie, it's like, okay, I got my hat and my hoodie for work. And then I got my hat and my hoodie for the weekend. And yeah. that's when, you know, you've really made it as a business is when they want their hat and hoodie, the good one for the weekend. It's like, they care about your company. They care about that brand. They're prideful to wear that out on the weekends with their family, with their friends and in, in, in the communities that they're, that they're living in. And, and, and that to me is, is really cool. Um, and just an extension of, of their personal identity. Um, I mean, like I can remember growing up, like being a part of the dirt world, I used to wear the gear all the time. Couldn't wait to get a new hat. Couldn't wait to get a new hoodie. Totally. Um, you know, really felt special when I was given something like that. Yeah. I remember, uh, I think I, I didn't have branded vests, my first two companies. And I just wanted a branded vest and call me whatever. Uh, I don't care. I wanted the company name on my back. I wanted to rep the team I was working for. And then I went to Skanska 
and they gave me a, a company vest with the Skanska on the back. And I felt like a million bucks, man. I was yeah. bought in. I was like, man, yeah, I'm part of this team now. And it sounds stupid. And maybe I'm the only way that's like that, but only one that's like that. But I don't think I am. I think that really matters. And I was, you know, 20, 20 at the time. I was, a, I was team Skanska, man. I was drinking that Kool-Aid because I had that name on my back all about it. Um, so that's just a small example, I think, yeah. of of the connections we've been able to make so far. And we're, people are excited about where we are or whatever it is, like, wow, you know, nice job. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro, like, <laughs> I am hungry. I am starving. I am hungrier than ever before. I think our team is hungrier than ever before. And we are, we are getting after it. So I think we have this awesome foundation, awesome business, awesome team. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. It's going to be an incredible year. So I think that's a good, I guess, good place to end. That is build with kind of what we do in a nutshell. Is that fair? Yeah. Anything else we need to add? No, feels good. Okay. So that, uh, that's your, your build with monthly dirt talk update. Um, if you enjoyed that, let us know, write us a dirt talk at buildwit.com. Uh, but Jason and I will probably be on here once a month to just give everybody a, a build with update. Here's what's going on. Here's some of the decisions we're making problems we're solving. Just give you a peek behind the curtain show you how the sausage is made. Uh, one of our values is transparency wins and I'm happy to share whatever people want to hear about. So if you want to hear something specific about BuildWit, let us know. We'll share it with you on the next time. Thanks for listening and uh, stay dirty, everybody.